Episode 278 of the Saturn Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my down-under co-hosts, Peter and Jake. Thanks for that, Kurt. This week, uh, we're coming at you with the jumbo-sized piccolo edition. Um, I don't know what that means, but I'm sure it exists. I'm sure there's a bass piccolo somewhere out there. You mean the flu? In the world of instruments. No. That's, no. That's the, the musical instrument or the Dragon Ball character? Both, maybe. Is bass piccolo just a deeper version of piccolo? Maybe. Isn't bass piccolo just just piccolo who hasn't transformed? He can transform. <laughs> Ironically, you need to transform a piccolo to make it the bass form. I don't know. I haven't um, watched, read the I mean, latest chapters of Dragon Ball Super. He does get, I need like... To see what a base... I guess it gets bulkier when he goes... Ah, uh, but it doesn't change color or whatever. Oh, sorry, guys. I had thought dyslexia, thought Lexia, thinking backwards. Uh, there's no such thing as a base piccolo. It was a mystical, it was a, it was a magical creature. But there is a piccolo base. You just had oh, to a small bass guitar? Yeah. Or it's a, a highly tuned bass. Oh, so they tune bro, the bass to it. Yeah. I, yeah, I need to I need to wrap my head around this. Meanwhile, while we're doing that, we're coming at you live from the fantastical world of Aussie. Oh, we got the ruse down here. <laughs> why is it why is that a piccolo bass then? Wouldn't it be a just tenor too- or a soprano bass? I don't fucking know. What if what if it was a what was like a a, a mezzo piccolo bass? I want I, this is a call out to our audience, to our beautiful lone wolf subscriber, our, our newest subscriber. You know who you are. Welcome to the show. My task for you this week: find me the. You're all caught up because you downloaded a hundred fucking episodes. Of the yeah. Show. Um, thank you, and your reward is getting to find, for us, the most convoluted instrument name. How many musical prefixes can you put in front of an instrument? I'm talking, like, the mezzo forte bass piano. I'm thinking it's a saxophone. I'm thinking, like... saxophone? I'm gonna go with, like, something old school, like a harpsichord. Mm. Now... An, an electric mezzo uh, static carcinoma, carcinoma. Uh, alto harpsichord. Now, you just reminded me. You may have heard of the saxophone, but have you heard uh, of... Indeed I have. Have you heard of the daxophone? Um, I can't say as though I have. I submit what? to you... What are you for personal us? listening, the first Google, the first YouTube result for the Daxophone. I really need to set up another scene in the live show. Yeah. That's the bottom half of our Discord. <laughs> so I can show people what the fuck we're talking about. Oh, jeez. So it is a bunch of wood, thin wood pieces that you pull a bowstring over and 
and it vibrates. <laughs> Jake is Jake is not amused. I didn't think a, a sound could give me Are like Are these really the sounds it's making? Yes. Like, I didn't think a sound oh, can make me like he, like physically get the the taste what, of what uh, black licorice the, in what, my mouth. Licorice? I don't like Let's it. See. I don't like the taste of that sound, Peter. I don't have a problem with it so much as I just. It doesn't seem like it could make those noises. <laughs> but I want second, it in a movie. The, the second oh video, about a minute in, shows the operating principle of the saxophone. Oh my god! How you got these too fast? Are these saved? I when I was in high school. I, we had projects on music, and I had to I had to go to the deep edges of 2011 YouTube. I just cut together some clips of street musicians and talked about how much money they can earn in a big city. 2011 YouTube was the a fuck kind of backwoods <laughs> music class did you have out in Ithaca? It was uh, it was literally in the backwoods. <laughs> We were surrounded by a pine forest in which a homeless man may or may not have been living. Where do you think they got the wood to make the daxophone? Yeah. He's not homeless, Peter. The forest is his home. Duh. All right. I got one more weird instrument, and then we we got to talk about Yellow Crystal Fantasy or some other shit, whatever we got this week. I hope it's that. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) that and... Uh, yeah, I, I hope that's what we're reviewing because that's what I watched. It'd be rather awkward if it didn't. <laughs> I present to you now the prepared piano. I'd also piano. question when you got the authority to, <laughs> to change our topic <laughs> mid show. audible like it's, that. Yeah. It's, it's wild card, Peter. It's the last second, last second change. Absolutely. This sounds like a, a fun house. Yeah. It just sounds like an out-of-tune piano. Basically. Also, I mean, what a prepared piano is, you take a piano, and you actually go in, and you start clamping shit down. You put little clothespins on the wires. You just, you fuck with so it's, it. It's like, a, it's like a capo for your piano. Exactly. Hmm. That's pretty neat. I, you know, you learn something every day. There's, there's so many. There's so many more. The world of modern music is just it's just the the Alfred Art building, except it makes <laughs> sounds instead of it's made out of ceramic. Where in the Alfred Art building, the only sounds are the the egregious sipping of coffee by several hundred art students from that. And the fucking engineers that have to go there once a week because that's where they decide to have the fucking seminar and trying to figure out where the fuck they are in the building and how to get out. That's why they graciously put it at the front so that there's the minimal amount of being lost to the void. Like if, if you've ever found a coffee shop in that building, it's, it's like coming across a bonfire in dark souls. Wait, there's a coffee shop in in that building. Yes. It's like two floors down on what on like that weird ring formation that overlooks the inner courtyard where the kilns are 
you go and it's just Whoa. like it's a like a lemonade stand kind of a shop and there's like hammocks wait, wait, and resting the kilns huh the, the kilns are like on another part of campus whatever the structures in the courtyard are then whatever they store the wherever the fuck they put in there the weird co- the like cones. It, the kilns are by the maintenance <laughs> Shed because I remember stealing shit from the maintenance shed. That's where the squirrels of Alfred store their the nuts for the winter. Mm-hmm. And Alfred and where the nuts of Alfred store the their squirrels for the winter. Yes. Get your get yourself a squirrel chest today. I don't know, the, the, the only the purpose the only purpose the art building ever served me was to uh, offer up a temporary relief uh, when walking to class as I cut through it to go to the uh, ceramics building. It was yep. Escape from the Tundra. Um, yeah, I guess I did do that a little bit. So, like, I remember one time my worst experience with the art building was on Hot Dog Day. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. When someone I was traveling with decided to be a good idea in our current condition to cut through the art building. It will be quicker, he said. I said, do you know where we're going? He didn't answer, and so we just <laughs> walked through and got lost. It's it really is akin to just walking inside the alveoli of a lung. There's so many branching I, paths. There's so much surface area in that building. I don't know much about Harry Potter, but I have seen like the first couple movies, it's- and. The best way I can describe it is that it's that fucking staircase that keeps shifting. <laughs> it's the changing staircases. <laughs> yeah, I was. I think. Uh, I think they really nailed it when they were going for their D and D aesthetic uh, for designing that building, uh, and they just mm-hmm. made it into a dungeon. And, and <laughs> I do have to. The I have had to make like wisdom saving throws. The mob. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that story. I don't know if it's any true. I don't know. Meanwhile, Alfred State has buildings shaped like the swastika. Right on. Nailed it. It's it's the barracks for the for the overly aggressive boffer club. Yes. <laughs> they were aggressive. I hear we got a uh, we got some trays that we got we got to go watch. Yeah, a lot of them actually. Too many for this <laughs> this portion, this time of the week. Yeah, again, even out your trailers, all of Hollywood. Even we had a dearth last week, and now we got a a beerth, weirth, wealth. That's the word this week. Right. Uh, we'll start in order of movies I'm most angry exist. Okay. Um. So so that leads us to start with Mayday. Uh. Or as I understand, its working title was Misandry, the movie. Hmm. I see, I was hoping they would go with Mary Alpha Yankee, uh, Delta Alpha Yankee, which apparently is two different naval alphabets. Because it would be Mike instead of be Mary. Mike, yeah. So you can do use you can you can use Mike or Mary in NATO. Hmm. Um. Depending because, on what gender I you're guess, talking to, I guess Title Nine got to NATO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they used Adams as A at one point. I'm like, that's just incorrect. Yeah. Um, yeah. This movie, I, I get what the movie's about. I think the accolades totally mischaracterized it because it seems 
obvious to me at least that like so it's about these these women living on an island or in the wild or something and it kind of seems to me like even from the first second like oh these are like the sirens that yeah. crash the ships they they lure you in and they're like we don't have any souls we're fucking monsters and then they sink a ship and they like hunt off the survivors um so it was clear to me that you know these the women are like obviously like crazy murderers but then they're like but then the actually but don't. they're positioned as the protagonists that doesn't have to mean they're good people beats me it does not help True. it does not help that the accolades are like it's about the power of female resilience yeah I'm female like, resilience i'm like oh yeah they're just gonna like, kill that people? is that is the exact uh uh yeah i i at a minute 16 or 17 when that poll quote came up this is the exact moment i stopped the trailer and did not continue watching um it's not even like that original an idea um, they just kind of slap some indie-rific paint on movies that are that have been out. Like, what was that? Oh, God, what's that movie with the stepdad that they wanted to kill? Oh, not Heathers. I don't remember. I think it was like Anton mm-hmm. Yelchit's last role. Um... Whatever, but it's, it's that's a similar concept. This just got pulled up. There are some uh, the top comment here, and by top, it's whatever it's sorted by top comments, I guess. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, from Alex Jovanovitz. Uh He watched at Sundance. At no point does this film make it seem like the girls on the island are in the right. So I guess that's something. I don't know if that was the intended. Uh, message of the film. Yeah, I think. Uh, but I don't think this trailer was cut very well. No. If yeah, I I prefer uh, Crackshot Three Two Two's take. Karen Island. You can complain, but you can never leave. The director is a girl named Karen. Directed uh, by Karen. And I got. Well, of course. I gotta I gotta figure that. Uh, hey. fucking Chad Wisniewski didn't take her to the prom and uh she swore she'd make a movie about killing men one day uh well you can find more information wait i was gonna ask if it was a claimed film acclaimed um film director film film directress karen karanovsky no it's karen Sonori? I don't even know how you would say that name. I don't know. I don't know if, enough about Darren Aronofsky to make a joke yeah. about what movies. Well, you does. can find more information on MaydayTheFilm.com or Twitter handle MaydayTheFilm or Facebook MaydayTheFilm. Check out their Instagram at MaydayTheFilm uh, for all their information. <laughs> If again, if it, if this bombs, the headlines write themselves. Yeah. <laughs> this well, movie should have called headline. Mayday. Uh, it's Mayday for Mayday. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. What's the next movie I'm most mad about exists? Um, Something about dogs. Power. Power of the dog. Yeah, that one's I, not. I, I, that's I a fine trailer. Because it I doesn't have tell any me strong feelings. Yeah, like it doesn't show me anything. All I know is that uh, Benjamin 
Cumberbun is all over Treywash this week. Yeah, oh, yeah. I feel like Benedict Cumberbatch is now being typecast weirdly as like the arrogant man who has his masculinity humbled because he was in um, he was in the imitation game. It's Dr. Mm-hmm. Alan Turing, right, who was famously persecuted um, for who he was. And then uh, you had Dr. Strange, who was a another smart, arrogant guy who had his hands crippled and was humbled and couldn't mm-hmm. do his job. And I had to learn another way. And this now this kind of looks like that. I don't know. I'm getting those vibes. I mean, all, it's hard all I really to say... know is that he's trying to whistle the beginning to Jurassic Park. Yes, he's trying to whistle the Jurassic Park theme song. He forgets it. And I I think this is... I, it I kind of seemed like it was a Brokeback Mountain sort of thing going on. Yeah, I don't... But then there's like a, a bloody like piece of wire in the middle of a field somewhere. Like, I, I have no idea what this movie is uh, or what it's trying to be. Um, Bendit Cumberbatch is a December, cowboy. Which is the same month that uh, the new Spider-Man movie and The King's Man come out. So there's pushing everything off to December, hoping that we're going to have this whole Delta variant thing under control yeah. by then. Yeah, it should be gone by then. Don't you know, COVID only. COVID goes to sleep in the winter. There's only, there's only 28 letters in the alphabet, and there's more than 28 days in the year. Mm-hmm. We'll get to Z eventually. <laughs> um, yeah, there's not much to say about this trailer. Other than it's like it's a lot of a lot of farm shots, a lot of intense looks between Benedict Cumberbatch and other cast members. My guess is the yeah. Oscar bait for Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't think he was in anything like. I don't think. I don't think. Well, he's not gonna get one for Spider Man, but. Um, yeah, I don't think uh, Netflix trash is your best path to an Academy Award. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, um, the Starling. Oh, this well, is no. The let's one. do intru- intrusion. Let's do intrusion. Okay. Because they're both. Kurt, Netflix. What do you What do you think intrusion is about? Because you said you didn't. You didn't catch this one. Um, I would. I would guess it is a home invasion movie. Oh. Very, very close. Pretty, you know, I mean, you're pretty much right on the money, at mm. least in the beginning. Uh, That's the so, yeah. inciting incident. So, like, so, yeah, couple is... couple makes a house, like their dream house, um, and uh, I think like early on when they when they're living there, they get uh, their power goes out and they get this big old home invasion. But there's there's more to the story. They're, they're, they were looking for something, and she goes to town asking questions and. The husband's like, why were you in town asking questions? Everyone in town has secrets, and they don't want her to find out their secrets. And the husband probably has secrets. Um, and there's people guessing the ending, and all they're spoiling all the secrets. Um, yeah. I saw some... I guess there's like a plot with like a missing girl. Oh, I, yeah, 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 yeah. The people who broke in, they're so, like saying, oh, they probably kidnapped that girl, right? And they're like, probably... Is like is a girl well, buried gonna, under the, the twist house? Is, Maybe I don't know. And the twist is obviously that the husband is actually keeping the the missing girl, Probably. and he's yeah. in league with the other townies and the people breaking into the house or trying to save it. And yeah. so you know, plot writes itself. I knew this movie was trash when I heard like a 
door, like a door electronic jingle sound. It was like a chime for an opening door. And I was like, oh, I remember that sound effect from 2003 PC game Oni by Bungie. It was just a, it was just like this you've been playing clear, Oni. Yeah, a clear ass stock sound effect um, that just like. I was like, that sealed the deal for me. I'm like, okay, this is not, this is not. They can't, good. they can't hire a Foley artist to take the 30 seconds to record a, a crystal clear door closing and opening sound. Come on, Beep. gotta cut some costs yeah. somewhere. They gotta have this. Well, they already cut all the house. costs they could with the fucking dialogue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they used a discount writer, discount director, discount editor. <laughs> they blew all the budget on an actual house. They actually built this dope house yeah. in the middle of nowhere. They bought all the yeah, land. Yeah, the executive right. producer just used the money they got from the movie to build their house and then <laughs> shot it all in that one location. Hey, guys, I just built a new could. house. <laughs> you want to shoot a movie? Budget. <laughs> it's, a, it's an Adam Sandler technique. They call that doing the Sandler out in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Where you get some money to make a movie and you use it for something completely unrelated to the movie and then you shoot the movie. <laughs> Now the as government as you can. calls this, you know, laundering or embezzlement or some shit. There but are some who might call it fraud. I but call in it Hollywood. It's called the Sandler. The movie <laughs> magic. <laughs> it's production costs. Hollywood and accounting. Uh, so what do we have next? We got the, the Star. <laughs> And Starling, yeah, it was a Starling. Starling. The Starling. No. Um, what do you think this, this was? Is? I saw it had Melissa McCarthy in yes. it. Yes. Yep. This is. So it, I'm going to guess it's a trashy comedy. <gasps> no. Fucking about wrong. About a girl who bruv. wants to be famous. Fucking okay. wrong, bro. Um, is it this about is... a girl who wants to be famous? Huh? Is it about a girl who wants to be famous? No. No. Uh, okay. It's about a bird. That's Starling. So this is the other thing that this is like Melissa McCarthy's like side hobby acting is like when is her uh, serious roles. She likes to do those sometimes. You remember the um, the author or the typist or whatever. Yeah. Can you ever forgive me? Or yeah, that's was. the one. Um, this is it's a I, it, it's not that kind of movie, but it's a similar vein where she's going for a serious role. And this time it's a it is a life affirming um light comedy like heartwarming piece was a comedy uh yeah i think i think it's supposed to be like um like a maybe like a dramedy like a little bit of drama yeah. a little bit of comedy um uh so yeah so it's it seems about like melissa mccarthy's character had a miscarriage or lost their yeah. baby and they're she's super depressed about it and he's depressed too and he's going to like the husband is going to like some upscale like resort thing and she's just trying to live with it. But then she can't. So she's seeing a therapist who was a vet, but now he well, was a therapist, but now he's a vet and he's trying to help her with the therapy. And she's angry at a starling that's in her yard. And the starling is so fucking obviously a metaphor for all of this, that it's almost not worth using it as a metaphor. Um, it's, it's almost, uh, we almost, I could have read this movie in like ninth grade in my English class, I feel like there was all, there there might have been a book on the shelf called The Starling, probably, and it's like some it's like some illustration <laughs> of Starling of like a, a little birdie. I'm watching the trailer. 
The Starlink's so fucking poorly animated. Yeah, it's it's terrible. <laughs> it's not blended into the scene at all. Yeah, it, it's yep. uh, it's really not that good. Um, uh, they blew all their budget on on Melissa McCarthy. Do you think she comes that expensive, or do you think they just didn't have any budget? No, I, I think she's expensive. She's got she's yeah. got accolades. Or this may have been I part mean, of a Netflix contract. She's been in. Like uh, that's true. She this may have been this may have been the same package deal that brought us Thunder Force. Gotcha. I could see that. So I, but I don't know. And it's got um oh Chris O'Dowd. He's in it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I think I think some of the comedy is going to come with like the Starling with the with the vet therapist because she's like sitting in the room while he's operating on dogs and giving her therapy advice. So it's like it, it's all thrown together, which I feel like is not right, but whatever. <laughs> I Someone's, I really don't think this movie. I mean, gonna be that if great. it's if, yeah, this is one of those like if you have nothing that you're gonna watch and you just want to watch like a like a heart like a heart pulling feel piece go watch and get some feel get your hit of feels if you want to feel good feels get get in the feels piece you go watch spencer instead we got a teaser trailer for spencer which i guess is a movie about uh princess diana uh Mm-hmm. Maybe it was her last name uh, originally Spencer or some shit. Maybe. No idea. Diana, Princess of Wales. What's her old... Princess of the Wales. Francis Spencer. Yep, that was her okay. first. Yep, okay. So maiden name. Kristen Stewart uh, is cast as Princess Diana. And uh, this was just a teaser, so it that's, really didn't give us much. That's a stretch. Uh, <laughs> it gave us a little bit of her accent. Um... Mm-hmm. Oh, she tries an accent. Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. Dear. It's I don't think it's gonna come across that great, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I I don't know. I mean, you know, someone made the very bold call to cast Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana. Well, they saw Twilight yeah. and they were like, "Oh my god, she can do it all." Oh, from the claimed director of Jackie, which I assume was about. Jackie Onassis. Probably. Um, the tone of so this... this trailer was generally like, isn't being part of this giant um, royal family machine really fucking exhausting? And yeah. it's it's really tough on well, her. Well, I mean, that was that was also like the theme of her life. Sure. <laughs> true. Seems like it's the theme and of unfortunately, a lot of people's... her death. Speaking of, um, you know, the queen shit like that and the princes and princesses and whatever. Girl boss, hashtag girl boss. Uh, there's that HBO Max show that's about um, the the crown, the you know all the the royal family. I forgot what it's called. The it's, prince. Oh yeah, the prince. I'm watching that Netflix show, The Crown. No, not the crown. Not to this be confused prince, with. Which, not to be confused DVD with Machiavelli's The Prince. Right in your mouth. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to see that adaptation. So far, it's 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 pretty damn funny. It's a. Uh, it seems like all the funny bits are like all used up on the queen because she's just this this foul mouth asshole who's old. Ah. Uh, so I mean swearing in Cockney English is one of the funnier things in life. Yeah. It's true. Oh, you go, she bogus. 
I mean, it's yeah, also no, like, I, I could see that. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not surprised. Oh, I 100% believe <laughs> yeah. that Queen Elizabeth is a bitter old cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Um, so, yeah. Then I guess speaking of the royalty, uh, the king's man. Yes. The man's king um, um, turns this World is, War this I is a... into World War Fun. Yeah, uh, there's Rasputin in this, so if they don't have, if they don't license the Boney M song, what was this even for? If they don't chop off his dick at the end, what was this even for? True. We um, need that. Gustav H. from the Grand Budapest Hotel <laughs> <laughs> is trying to make me buy into him as a secret agent. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. <laughs> I want to call this like the British version of the dumb American patriot schlock, but in a it's lot just of not... in a lot of ways, this is so, a very uh, not just I mean, partially mostly because the same actor who played Gustav H is the main character in this, but this was a kind of a, a, a fairly at least the trailer fairly Wes Anderson-y uh, style trailer, yeah. a lot of planometric composition, a lot of. Uh, hmm. quirky dialogue. I guess uh, I didn't make that connection because, like, I guess uh, Jimmy West Anderson style is so stark. But I can, I guess I can see it from some of these shots here. Yep, I'm looking at some of the the angles, like the du- yeah, the like, duel I mean, they, they have, have here. Sh- they have other shots, which is not something Wes Anderson typically does. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but there's a lot of planarmetric composition in this, which is pretty much the biggest hallmark of his visual style. Yeah. That and lateral tracking shots. Uh, you put those two things in your movie, say, directed by Wes Anderson on it, and I don't think anyone would question you. Nope. nope. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, put that together with some stilted dialogue, and baby, you got a stew going. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how this is. Um... Uh, it seems like they're going to have fun with kind of the uh, the period piece uh, gadgets and gizmos that Kingsman is kind of known for, for having. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also it seems like this was the Red Band trailer. I think uh, you probably watched the Red Band trailer too. Um, yeah. So they're going to also yeah. go balls to the wall with uh, the gore. They show a decapitation, uh, you know, shooting big cannonball-like guns and, and explosions. So. Loads. Yeah, they're they're gonna they're gonna make it work. Uh, the the title cards on this, I feel like instead of should say uh, the whatever in theaters or whatever, it should just say fuck it. You know you're gonna watch this. Yeah, don't even pretend like I you mean, won't. If you're yeah, if you're if you're someone who enjoyed the other two Kingsman movies, I don't see anything here that's gonna uh put you off throw you off of this unless you yeah. were like really um, hoping for like a continuation of the current movies and like i i remember watching one of the earlier trailers for this this is probably like over a year ago at this point because i'm fairly certain this movie was supposed to come out like summer of 2020 yeah. mm-hmm. um it was it it was at least the trailer made it seem like it was going to be a more serious kind of uh, movie. I remember us talking about how it was a bit of a tonal shift, but uh, this this trailer here should allay any fears of, 
of that being the mm-hmm. case because yeah. it looks it's not like the bombastic color fest of the first the two but it's still gonna be high energy high shenanigans yeah i mean i guess that just comes from it being uh world war one and i think it's a law if you're going to make a world war one movie you have to have at least a little bit of a bleach bypass or at least you gotta turn the saturation knob down to like 45 percent or lower mm-hmm. which uh, makes it surprising like I'm, I'm looking at how much color is in this you know because they have that one scene that's the bright parade um with the explosions and everything's like bright greens and blues and of course it the is giant still kind of muted though yes yeah um so they're trying they're trying to figure out where they want to put it and we'll we'll have to see the results of their experiment. Uh, so yeah, the first Submit trailer to the of this Royal Academy of uh, cheesy explosion movies came out uh, a year and a couple months. June twenty first is when the first trailer came out. So uh, yeah, <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> this is this is one of the been longer a minute ones. and. It's a minute yet because it doesn't come out till December. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's it. You're talking about from the first trailer. It's like we're bordering on free guy territory, if not even more. Some some of these are going to get delayed again because I can't imagine studios are going to run up their movie in this December slate that's already got Spider Man, The Matrix. And this in it, like, I feel like one of those three movies is going to get Oh, moved. yeah, that's right. We don't have a trailer for it yet, which we might have one next week. Uh, but there was the, they did show the trailer for The Matrix Resurrections um, on, at CinemaCon. So there yep. is something like that. I don't know if it's going to be good I, from what I heard. Well, judging by how the other Matrix movies went, with the exception of the first one, probably not. You see, the thing about the Matrix is, I think they just kind of got lucky with the first one. And I I remember seeing the Matrix in Dolby for the, uh, and we reviewed it on the show, and I I said as much too, um, for the 20th anniversary or whatever it was. Um, And I remember watching it and going like, you know... When you strip away the ground-breaking visual effects, there isn't a ton to this movie. Like, it's not bad. It's a mm-hmm. good sci-fi movie. But it's not, like... From a story perspective, at least, it's not very innovative or groundbreaking. Uh, a lot of its appeal comes from its visual design and the effects that it pioneered. Yeah, the story is very which have since become commonplace. And then when you get into the sequels, it was the same problem because you had already seen the visual effects shit in the first one. They didn't do as much new stuff in the sequels. They did kind of invent the concept of a virtual camera uh, when they did the Bowery fight in the uh, second one. But (laughs) those movies were judged more for their story. And they're lar- widely considered to be shit. Yeah, I think I think people just like it because it's um, kind of just world building um, on this kind of dystopian society where there's, you know, they're they're being hunted all the time by these robots, and 
you know, how are we going to save the day? It's the, it seems like they're insurmountable odds. And it's like, I don't know, the movie tells you that, like, this guy is going to save the day in the end. So now, are you that surprised when he does? Well, I, I, I say that you say of... this, and that's what I guess the opinion is of many people who are fans of this movie. And then you ask, like, the common moviegoer what happens in either of the sequels. And I feel like they're going to say R- R- Zion rave party and old old man in chair explains the universe. The twins, though, the, the twins twi- that the- go. <laughs> um, yeah, they. So I, don't- I, 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 I hear are- the world. Band, I'm like, what? What world building? Like, an- I guess Animatrix. That was the, that was the, the Animatrix was good. Um, they, that's where actually that's where a lot of the world building went in. When you get into the sequels, most of it is just fucking. It's a dream within a dream. Within le- a dream within. Lectures on on the merits of determinism as it relates to <laughs> fucking free will. Yeah, but like it's just a bunch of para philosophical bullshit that challenges you to be invested in the film. Like any any excitement you might have to explore the world that was built is is like systematically sucked away because the movie beats it over the head it doesn't matter nothing matters it's all part of a greater circle of control mm-hmm. and you're like then why the fuck do i care and so when people were excited they were making a fourth matrix i'm like why are you excited don't you remember the last two and literally this I- movie just sounds like it's a remake of the first one Apparently. And remember that other great movie the Wachowskis wrote, Jupiter Ascending. So I guess I guess the uh, the so from what I've heard about the trailer is Neo is back in the Matrix, and whatever her face is has to sure. uh, Trinity. Yeah, Trinity is like trying to wake him up from it again, and like resurrect him or some shit. I I have no fucking clue. I, I barely remember well, where we, it was left off. He did some Jesus to, shit or whatever. Yeah, we need to teach the newest generation who, who hasn't seen all the movies that Neo is Jesus. <laughs> and put as many Christ references oh, as we can one. in the Matrix. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's that's like the biggest fucking, like, what the fuck happened for, for me in the third movie. is like, how does Neo have powers outside of the Matrix? <laughs> He's the one, man. It's Neo backwards. <laughs> Come on, what what I, don't you get? <laughs> Neo backwards. O-M-E. I, I didn't um, put that together. But Fuck. Neo is not one backwards. That's, okay. <laughs> it's Eo. Oh, it's Eo. Scramble. Sorry, it's a Okay, that's why I didn't put it together, because it doesn't... It's not true. No, in my mind, it makes sense. Neo backwards is the one. Yes, it's it's an anagram. Yes, but Oweed is not. No, that was actually a mistranslation. They meant to say he's the Oween. Oween. It's just they were like, this is dumb. I'm going to say the one instead. And they went with it. Nobody caught it. They never caught it in it. Yes, we can add regular dyslexia to your list of ailments. I guess so. 
Not just corporate dyslexia. Who, who bothers trying to trying to, to actually read a word backwards? Just assume it's it makes sense. <laughs> in the world of misinformation that we we live in, and I almost got you Peter know. too. I, <laughs> I said it with such fucking confidence that all of you, you did. babies you, you at got, home, you got me. thought I was right, and I fucking I got, got you. You got me for like half a second, I'm, because like Peter's like I never put that together. I'm like, oh, I guess I never noticed it either. <laughs> and then I, 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 I looked at it in my head. I'm like, oh, probably because it's not true. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to think about it's, it, okay? You're. I said it confidently. I said it with my fucking balls, okay? I said Neo is the one backwards, and you said, oh yeah, that's really, that's really smart. That's why this movie's so good. <laughs> they kept on saying, hey, you're the one. And he's like, no, I'm Neo. <laughs> you guys are silly. My name's Neo, not the one. I wish he was. I kind of wish he was a- named Eno now. <laughs> Eno. Eno. We need you. I just wish they I mean, went all out been? and they were like, hey, your name's Jesus, right? Yeah. Okay. And it was like Michael Pena as the, as the actor. Will Smith was actually the first choice to play Neo. Another comparable famous white actor. Yeah, I like it. I, I feel like uh, that was probably a good choice for everyone involved. I can I can't see Will Smith as Neo. I just picture Wild Wild West. Will Smith is. It would have been Wild Wild West. He would, have made, he would have made a a Matrix rap. Yes, he would have. He hundred percent would. It's true. We were denied the Matrix rap. <laughs> it would have been on Big Willie style. <laughs> fucking god. The you... seminal album. I want like maybe I'm just that, imagining maybe that would him. Have been Willennium. I'm imagining him do the fucking the the bullet bend, like, the bullet time dodge, and then he looks at the camera. He's like. Mm-hmm. In this shit, wild. <laughs> he just fucking winks hugely at the camera. Oh my fucking! So full disclosure, uh, my headphones had been like, like not plugged in fully. The wires were not all lined up. And after how long have they been plugged in for? Three years. At least forty-two 40, minutes. Forty-two minutes of recording. They finally were like, "We're gonna connect." And uh, it's really loud now. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Why did everybody get so loud? Uh, so right. I guess we talk about Spoderman now. I guess let's do it. Okay. Um, it's happening. It's 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 a thing. Yeah. They're, uh... Oh, wait. We should at least quick mention. If I can't have love, I want power. It's a visual album by Halsey. It's stuff. Okay. Cool. Um, they're uh, they're doing the multiverse thing early. I guess this this is a setup to another movie. Um, this is the setup is to exactly, the whole next phase. I feel like, yeah. I I guess yeah. I mean, I guess that's what they're trying to do. Like the whole, um, I guess the whole push right now is is see, multiverse. I, I don't like this as a direction for this movie specifically because the other two Spider-Man movies were kind of separate from the greater MCU. And I think it works 
best that way mm-hmm. because Spider-Man is his own character. The character is technically owned by a different studio. Like, I feel like his story should be able to stand alone. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, I mean, it still could stand alone fine, but they're, they're doing a lot more integration uh, with the other stuff they got going on here than they did in the previous two. Which, uh, Far From Home was not the greatest movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't bad by any stretch, but it, it was kind of like, meh, this is all right. Yeah, this this one though, yeah, it's looking wonky. Like, I, they like the premise is it's almost like Saturday morning cartoon level where he's like, I wish everyone forgot about me, and then he trips over yeah, like a it, banana peel while Doctor Strange is saying the spell, and he he slaps the rune for forget, and it spins in reverse. It's multiverse. The... Like, oh no, yeah. yeah so uh, like, I mean, as an excuse to fold in the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans and the Amazing Spider-Mans, if that's where they're going to go with it, which, I mean, they have Alfred Molina back as mm-hmm. Doc Ock, and you see the pumpkin bomb. Uh, and you hear uh, Will, Willem Dafoe's laugh is apparently heard, uh, so that's kind of confirming he's in it as well. But it lines up with a lot of the rumors and reports. Uh, yeah, um, I guess... That's fine. Like, like it just feels weird. You're trying to coalesce a lot of stuff here. Sure. You're trying to coalesce the direction that the MCU wants to go in with the multiverse of madness, and you're trying to recapture the into the Spider Verse magic in live action. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is going to suffer from Spider Man Three syndrome, where you've got too much going on in the movie, yeah. and as a consequence, you don't really care about any of it. But Mm-hmm. Then again, yeah. technically, I mean, these are like already established villains, whereas uh, you have, you know, San- well, in Spider-Man 3, we had Venom that just came on the scene. You had Sandman. Um, you had... It was also new, new for that movie. The new Green Goblin. Uh, that was the only one that was that set up. That one was the only one that was like sort of set up. It's just Harry was like... And he comes, he comes in like... An hour and a half into the movie yeah, super has late. like 10 minutes worth of total screen yeah. time. One of which is where he gets fucked up by Peter mm-hmm. and the other which he shows up at the end scene when like it's the clusterfuck of villainry and then yeah. helps Peter after five minutes of being an antagonist. Yeah. And it, it just <laughs> I, could, I could go on for a while <laughs> about all the ways that Spider-Man 3 did not work as a movie. Yeah. So I'm going yeah. to refrain from that. I um, this was also a, it was also Spider-Man 3 came out in 2007. So it's been 14 years since lessons those... should have been learned in that time. <laughs> well, and also I think of the audience of like, who's going to come in and be watching this movie. And yes, there is a large portion of our age people who are like, yup, love it. And then there's a bunch, there's a bunch of younger kids who are like, what? Who I guess I, I I guess I watch maybe the Spider-Man movie, but there are MC, there are probably MCU fans. Actually, yeah, like they'd be thirteen years old, right? So mm-hmm. there are probably yeah. a non-small number of MCU fans that, are younger. that were born after <laughs> Spider-Man three came out. Yeah, no, yeah. I 
I totally think that's possible. Um, um, I, I, we can't not talk big picture about this, right? Because I'm thinking, like, with the WandaVision and with Loki and with this, they're all, and the what if, they're all, they're all streamlining to, like, where it's time to go wacky multiverse mode yeah. now. And my only question about that is, when are we going to get the Gwenpool movie? And it's got to be Kate McKinnon. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, we're we're getting into some weird territory. They they've announced uh, like all the what if uh, shows are technically canon. Um, they are when when they diverged the multiverse and they they started the multiverse back up in Loki. Uh, what if was like a direct causation of that, and then that's when they started boom 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 breaking off these different chains. And I think I I think they're probably going to take some stories from that and make bigger things out of it. I, I don't know which ones. I, I'll say this. I'm not even going to bother speculating on it. It's probably the smartest way to go about continuing the Marvel movie franchise. Oh, sure. Because I don't think you're going to be able to build to something as big as Endgame. So if you can have a lot of wacky stories that are sort of connected, you can have crossover characters, but aren't necessarily building unilaterally to one big event. Um, I think that's probably the smarter way to do it. Of course, there. Of course, it's going to end obviously in some sort of like infinite crisis style mm-hmm. hodgepodge of a movie. So- you say I, so. You say you don't like the fact that the they're bringing they're bringing the Sam Raimi Spider Man, and it is rumored that Electro and Jamie Foxx are returning as Electro, and we see a little bit of his uh, electricity in here. So it's, it's not, not so much that I don't like it; it's that I'm concerned it's going to okay make the movie worse. Okay, all right. Well, they're they're going to try to do too much with it. It's tough. I think it's doable. I think it's tough though. It's really difficult. I I hope they don't. I hope they focus on the right people. If they focus on Green Goblin and Doc Ock as like leading this group of villains or whatever, if they're gonna if they're gonna put together Sinister Six, okay. Uh, a Lego set sort of revealed that Vulture was also gonna get out of jail and be involved. So that kind of is. Well, that like, would be. He's he's a member of the Sinister yeah. Six in the comics. So we kind of have the Sinister Six set up with Green Goblin, uh, uh, Doc Ock, Sandman, Electro. Uh, the Lizard was also revealed in it too. I don't know if that's going to be just a cameo or if it's going to be a full fledged villain in it. Uh, there's a lot of things you can break apart in the trailer. Um, we don't. We're not going to dive too deep on that because there's a lot of different shots. There's also rumors of Mephisto being in there. It's either Mephisto or they're going to have Daredevil make their first appearance in the MCU as well as Peter Parker's lawyer. So there's a lot of different things uh, that could go. But uh, it seems like they're doing the uh, a, a movie version of the one, one, day, one More Day comic book series, which actually was not that well received. So that's a was lot it, of the flack. I thought that it was hearing. they're trying to do sins past. No, it seems like one more day is uh, when like P- uh, Spider-Man goes to Doctor Strange to have everybody forget about uh, his like identity or forget about Spider-Man, and then that 
makes uh, Mary Jane forget that she's married to him, and and it's he tries to stop, and it, it causes a bunch of shit. Um, I think there's also a Mephisto plotline in there too, as well. Yeah, like my concern is that trying to do something like this within the confines of a two-hour movie, it's a tall order. Even if you have really great writing and directing and editing, it's it's hard. It's a tough ask even for like the tops of the business. And we have to remember, Sony still is involved in mm-hmm. the production of this movie. And if Sony's shown anything, Spider-Man 3... Uh, it's that when they get too involved in a project, they can really muck it the fuck up. Here's here's um, my thought process with this: is I don't think they're going to make the same mistake of having, and the, because they've never really done that with this Spider-Man franchise of of having things get too busy. It has been pretty focused uh, for these past two Spider-Man movies. Um, I think that all these villains, the Green Goblin, Doc Ock, even. You know, go farther. Lizard, Sandman, Electro. They're going to be a B-plot. They're going to be a side plot. And I think the real conflict might be Doctor Strange or something else that we haven't even seen yet. Then you run the risk of upsetting people because these beloved characters so from what? these other movies are being relegated <laughs> to a side plot. Well, then you're going to upset people so, either so way. So what? The movie is not going to have a good critical and not going to be received super well. I. Well, uh, it's, not it's necessarily. Damned if you do, damned if yeah. you don't. Situation. If if you spread it out like that, but I think people will be okay. We've always been okay with cameos. I mean, if Doc Ock and Green Goblin are the only ones that get a little bit more screen time, like they've shown in the trailer, and then Lizard, Sandman, Electro, they're all like, oh, quick flash. I mean, people have even been speculating that the other Spider Men might be uh, a quick like flash cameo, but not the actual like full-fledged like they have like a bit in it like they might just be through a portal kind of thing which is kind of what it looked like they were doing with lizard um i just want to see toby Maguire just wave through the portal just so yeah i i don't even know and they may they may retcon it and have it be where tom holland is in each separate universe um and not like andrew garfield toby Maguire, uh so on and so forth where they just forget about those actors, and it's just Tom Holland over and over again, just different variants of himself, uh, fighting different types of villains. And maybe that explains why Doc Ock, when we first see him, he goes, hi, Peter, because he wouldn't, if we're looking at Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, he wouldn't know what Spider-Man looks like or whatever. But they got the same name. I don't know. It's we'll going to be crazy. See. Like, what I'm... All I'm saying is that I think they're playing with fire a little bit and it could come out really well. Like I had a lot of trepidations about into the spider verse and that came out really well. So I'm not saying it's going to suck. I'm just saying they're playing a dangerous game. And into the spider verse had a lot of uh, different characters in it, had a lot of different things to, to pick apart and character building. And I think they did a pretty good job with it. So, but what they did, and into the Spider-Verse is they took three characters and they made them the central focus of the story. Really, it was one character. And then you had you had one main protagonist, Miles, and you had two deuteragonists, Gwen and Peter B. Parker. And then all the other Spider-Men, or Spider-People, I guess, and 
mm-hmm. hams were <laughs> were kind of supporting tertiary yeah. characters. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't I don't see why the Green Goblin or uh, Doctor Octopus could be these side characters slash side villains um, that don't necessarily need a whole lot of time because, like you said, half the audience might not have seen Spider Man two. So they don't really they don't know what the hype is about him. They don't they don't know he's had that character building moment. Uh, so we don't really know. It also could be different. I mean, last time we saw Doc Ock, he was actually a good guy. So he he had changed. So he did that last second. But will he have his precious tritium? No. <laughs> tritium. I forgot that's the name of it. <laughs> Fucking tritium. I, I really hope that there's a scene where he's where Spidey is holed up in the Statue of Liberty and Green Goblin flies up and, and it's um, Willem Dafoe goes, you're fond of me goblins, aren't you? You're fond of me goblins. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, like, I obviously I want the movie to be good. Yeah. But I, I the trailer looked really busy. And it has me worried that they're going to repeat the same mistakes they made with the last third installment in a Spider-Man movie Also, franchise. this was the CinemaCon trailer. I don't know if this was like a... Well, this was technically a teaser. It's a fucking oh, three-minute teaser. Yeah, so this was a CinemaCon one, which I don't know if that matters or if it's like for a different audience. Because this was like a convention trailer. And usually those are kind of different, where they're... Their main goal is like, how can we shock the audience and get them hyped, but not necessarily have a cohesive trailer. So how many that's, reveals that's can the, we cram into our thirty-second trailer? Every yeah. trailer. Well, um, I mean, no, not necessarily. There, there should be elements of that. Well, but, the, the goal of the trailer should be to get the audience excited about the movie without giving everything in the movie away. Yeah. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Yeah, but like if if a CinemaCon trailer wants to give a, a laugh in the background, like a, like a Palpatine laugh or whatever, uh, to tease something big, like they basically did with Doc Ock and the Green Goblin in this one, it's like maybe that wouldn't have made it fully into like a a, a release trailer. I, I don't know. I feel like... Because yeah, it also seemed like really fast. The trailer game has kind of changed now, right? Everyone consumes their trailers pretty much online now, yeah. so I don't think there's really a segmentation of the audience in that way anymore. Maybe if you do, like, on a TV thing, because you're limited to, like, 30 seconds, for that's the ad time you've bought, maybe there's a distinction, but I feel like most people, they use conventions as, like, uh, a launching pad for the trailer because there's going to be a lot of people talking about the convention and you get some buzz going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but whatever. We'll see how it turns out. We're, we're an hour into the show and we've got other things <laughs> to get through. So we're going to move on to the follow-up where we take a look at some of these movies we've checked in on Watch, see how they're doing critically and financially. In the number one spot of the box office for August 20th to the 22nd, we have Free Guy. Making $18 million, down 34.8%. Uh, in second place, uh, beating out Reminiscence by a... He- Reminiscence tanked at the box office. That's the Hugh Jackman uh, mm-hmm. drama. Oh, jeez. Um, that they put a lot of... Marketing. 
I marketing mean, behind. I'm sure a lot of the audience felt the way I did, where they were just like, do we want to watch this? Uh, nah, I don't know. I, mean, I guess it reflects in the numbers. I mean, these aren't big numbers. You know, we're I think we're seeing the effects of the, the most recent surge of COVID yep. uh, on the box office here, which makes uh, a lot of these theatrical-only releases seem like kind of a questionable decision. Uh, but anyway, we have Paw Patrol, the movie, in second place. And, of course, it's going to be a spotlight film, not just because we've looked at a lot of the other movies in the top ten, but because it's uh, it's one of those movies where you just know there's going to be some wacky and wild IMDb use reviews. I had hoped. Um, we had hoped. I'm sure there's... I found some political stuff. Um, I'm sure the one-star reviews are going to have more of it, because... That's just what one-star reviews are. So I guess this was a dual dual release on Paramount Plus and in theaters. So the fact that it still was the number two movie in, in America is wild. You know, I don't know who that reflects on and in what way it reflects on them. But it's, it is the thing. It's a sign. Uh, 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, a 76% on Rotten Tomatoes, and only 50% on Metacritic. That is a pretty stark difference from the other two. Usually they're kind of aligned. It does have a 7.1 user score on Metacritic, so I guess that's a thing. But we don't care about those critics that are so meta that they got to fucking give things bad scores or good scores. Uh, we care about the real people. Down on the streets of the IMDb user review section, where you find the most genuine and least grammatically correct reviews <laughs> on the planet. Um, so I'll start off here with Antijah-55328. Paw Patrol Movie Town of 10. Legendary film. Really? Absolute masterpiece. Five period ellipses. All the characters are amazing. And hats off to Ian Armitage. I, is that how you spell his name? Armitage. Um, and all who... Okay, yes, that is one of the child actors. He's, I guess you would say it, Ian Armitage... Born in 2008. This actor in this movie was born after <laughs> Spider-Man 3 came out. <laughs> uh, hats off to him and all who gave their voices to the film. Can't wait to see the initial release in India. Lots of love to the Paw Patrol, spelt petrol as an oil uh, team. Two exclamation points. Brought to you by BP. Six out of ten. Paw, Paw Patrol gets stuck in the BP oil spill. <laughs> Paw Patrol cleans up after BP. Bring in the Paw Petrol. Okay, I gotta I gotta leave you guys in suspense uh, with the one out of tens, and we'll start off with a rave review of two out of ten. This is uh, never been done before, never once, and I like I like this one. It's the only one, the only two out of ten. No one is going to point out what's wrong with the turtles. Um, I'm intrigued by... Turtles don't have paws. What are they doing in the patrol? Yeah, right? No, no those are pawless creatures. By Invade Show. They fight the foot. 
which is the human In the beginning of the, of the movie, you were greeted with a family of sea turtles. A family of sea turtles? Who, who wrote this? Drake and Josh? Uh, a mother and her kids? Do I need to explain what's wrong with this? When a sea turtle uh, yes, has to lay eggs, she buries them and leaves for good. The baby turtles never see their mother again. The mother doesn't stay around to help them or lead them around. She leaves them alone for the rest of their life. I feel like this is a basic fact everyone knows. So why don't people who have much more experience in this than me know basic turtle knowledge? Seeing that scene was so frustrating. I would have given this three stars if it wasn't for the turtles. That's a masterful troll job. I refuse to believe any. I, I don't think that I can, that can't be genuine. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's I got to see if they made post. like an IMDb account just for this. Yep, yeah. new user. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Thank you. Yep. Invasion. So I have, I have a special treat for this one. The the middle ones weren't. There's nothing real special about them, but except for the people, um, because we have one from Sebastian Leville, who this is his only review after being an IMDb member for 14 years. Wow. Well, he keeps... must have spoke to him on a deep and emotional level. Or did he, or did I he come so, out of retirement cause... and deleted his old work? Because here's what he says. Five out of ten. Like a longer episode. It's like an TV episode, but longer and with better visual. The visual effects are very good, but there is no story. It's Paw Patrol. Three out of twenty. Not that helpful. My my new fan theory on this review is that his uh, parents made him an IMDb account when he was born. It's like you're gonna be a great reviewer one day. It's like and a now fucking he's CD. Old enough, now he's old enough to uh, write his first review, you and uh, he needs work. Boy, boy, you come from a long line of IMDb reviewers. I made this account when you were just a wee lad. And now you have hit the a long right... line of IMDb reviewers, a you've site reached... that's been around since like 2002. <laughs> is uh, is 14 the age of uh, a bar mitzvah? Uh, it's usually 13. Maybe it's oh, a okay. paw mitzvah. A paw mitzvah. Well, maybe they created it when the mother was pregnant, and then maybe they made it the was account. delayed a year for COVID. <laughs> so, so when this when this I assume Jewish child had his bar mitzvah. <laughs> Uh, instead of getting cash and, and presents and whatnot, he got his IMDb account, password, and username, and uh, is now released to the world uh, in his to practice reviewing oh, wow. movies. IMDb has been around since October 17th, 1990. That means it's like one of the first sites ever on the internet. I feel like back in 1990, it was like an actual database. Like it was just a when, big fucking when, spreadsheet. Yeah, so it was a Usenet discussion group originally, and then it cooperatively expanded and became an early migrant to the World Wide Web. Yeah. Wow. 
And then I got incorporated in 1996 and purchased by Amazon two years later. Oh, wow. Amazon's owned IMDb since 1998. The fuck? Wasn't Amazon only, like, founded in 1997? <laughs> How deep does this rabbit hole go? No one, no one knows the motives of the mysterious Jeffrey Bezos. So this is not my second review. I just had to read this because I, I knew I'd find one. I knew I'd find fucking one political review on this um it's from joseph siddiqui 10 out of 10 the sub warning spoilers <laughs> but i guess the spoilers are all in the title um i didn't like mayor humdinger threatening the career of a young woman of color <laughs> body of the review other than that my toddler loves it and refuses to watch anything else too heavy. Found that helpful. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. The real review uh, from MD Iraco. I got his uh, doctor, doc, Dr. Iraco. Good for him. Uh, eight out of 10. The grandkids loved it. We took our two grandsons, two and four years old. And they loved it. Sat through the whole movie and laughed a bunch of times. The volume of the movie in the theater was not too loud for them. And it was loud enough for me, because I don't hear so well. <laughs> Which was nice. And the movie got right into it, with the pups grabbing their attention right away. Even if some of some funny moments for adults. The story was actually really well done. Three out of five found this helpful. Amazing. <laughs> I just assume she's extremely racist or some shit. Because <laughs> she's old. It was a different uh, time. <laughs> the, the police pup didn't shoot any blacks, so I was here he, here he quite, goes. quite surprised. <laughs> back I in my was mad that Mayor Humdinger threatened the career of a young woman of color. But that was my favorite part of the movie. Back in my day, I would suck and fuck my way to the top of Mayor Humdinger's cabinet. In my day, we would fire negresses. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually not that offensive. Don't act like (laughs) I just didn't didn't expect that word. Sheesh! One out of ten. It's a it's a very progressive uh, eighty year old woman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. One out of ten. Usual bad jokes plus some new annoying characters by Schmoak. <laughs> now that I know his name Schmoak is, it totally changes the review for me. So is there like a a brony sect? I'm uh, sorry to interrupt. No. Was there like a brony sect of like? Paw Patrol enthusiasts, because I see like a lot of what I assume to be adult men writing favorable reviews of this movie. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's a a function of of kids not being able to write IMDb or not interested in writing IMDb reviews. Although, although I have one in the pocket here, which may be interesting. I'll let Jake finish, though. Yeah. How can you make this movie even worse? 
add Kim Kardashian and an extremely annoying new pup named Liberty. I get that she is supposed to be streetwise and a city dog, but that doesn't make her any less annoying. You've got Mayor Humdinger doing things that nobody could possibly get away with. A nine-year-old driving around town and talking dogs. Only thing good, read tolerable, about this movie is how it looks. One out of five found that helpful. <laughs> By Um. Okay. So, I can either provide for you a two-sentence review or I can provide for you a four-paragraph in-depth analysis of this movie. Which do you think has the greater entertainment value? I will go with a small one. I will post... I'll, I'll put this in the, in the Discord. Um... Wait, so you can see the long surface. ones. <laughs> it can't handle paragraphs. What the fuck? Um, you can check that one out. Um, but so that's uh, that's all right. Where am I? How do I get back? There it is. Okay, we're gonna instead write read the six out of ten review from Ray called uh, "Some Cats," um, <laughs> famous TV series on the big screen. Definitely recommended for all the youngest cinema visitors even if they haven't seen the series. All others got what is expected. Some rescue missions, some bad people, some heroic behavior, and not expected. Some cats. <gasps> Two out of six found that helpful. I'm surprised. Well, I mean, that... it is Paw Patrol, not <laughs> Dog Patrol, yeah. and cats yeah. do have paws. So. Um, I thought I thought Paw Patrol um, actually had a cat in like its main cast i don't know i'm i'm the wrong person to ask about paw patrol seeing as i don't even have like any young cousins full like full disclosure every time i go to like a walmart or target and i go to the kids section because you know i got to go through the kids section or like i'm walking past yeah you're trolling for us you know them. yeah uh, for the sake of not being arrested uh, on live Discord, I'm not going to go further. Um, FBI, this room right here. <laughs> this is where I heard the man talk about having sexual relations with a toddler at Target's Lego section. Um, so uh, the, every time I go by a Paw Patrol thing and I see Chase, I always I always flip him off <laughs> and go a cap. <laughs> Fuck you, Chase from Paw Patrol. Hey, Cam! Because I was all that bullshit about pulling him from the shelves. Is Paw Patrol copaganda? Yeah, Paw Patrol's copaganda. That's why I wish there was more political stuff in the in the one out of one out of ten. I'm surprised there wasn't. I'm actually. I guess people have Black Labs Matter. Yeah, Black. To <laughs> <laughs> see how aggressive he was in arresting that Black Lab. It's Stop funny because cops <laughs> shoot dogs all the time. There's nothing funny about that. Um, they do, and it's upsetting. 
Jungle Cruise in third, $6.3 million in its fourth week. It's made $175 million worldwide, plus whatever it took in on that boat's the old sinking Disney like a rock. Plus. Ah, ah, ah. Tom Free 2 in fourth. Put five point oh five billion down fifty two point four percent. Aha! You can't breathe in the cinema when you watch it because it's such a knee slapper. <laughs> respect down the fifth. No respect. Um, this is what happens when we film at night. It just devolves <laughs> into weird, weird hours. Um. Respect, getting no respect. It's not the Rodney Dangerfield movie, uh, but it's it's getting no <laughs> That's respect. That's a sequel to this shit. <laughs> How no, no respect. <laughs> the Rodney the, Dangerfield uh, biopic. Yes, the logical sequel to the Aretha Franklin uh, biopic is the Rodney Dangerfield one. <laughs> That's got to be a tweet somewhere. It's in the pipeline. Uh, $3.8 million, down 56 56.7%. The Suicide Squad slides down one spot this week, so it's not quite the hemorrhage that it experienced last week, but still down 54.5% and out of 1,100 theaters, $3.4 million was the take. How much is that made worldwide? $141 million. Did very well overseas. Um, but I got to think it cost them a lot more than that. But, of course, HBO Max cuts into that. So, not sure how the numbers work out on these. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to evaluate cinema anymore. The Protege opens in seventh, two point nine million dollars in twenty five hundred theaters. That is a femme fatale movie. That's all that needs to be said about it. I but it's not like four letters long. There's like there's like a paragraph describing the plot, but really you just need to write a femme fatale movie. And, and you'll have just as much an understanding as if you'd read the paragraph. Uh, the Night House opens in eighth, two point eight nine eight five nine million in twenty two hundred theaters. Uh, the Night House: A widow begins to uncover her recently deceased hub- husband's disturbing secrets. Isn't that the plot of that fucking Netflix movie we just said on Trey Watch? <laughs> Reminiscence, the aforementioned Hugh Jackman movie opens in nine opens in ninth Ooh. with one point nine five million dollars in thirty two hundred theaters. A five hundred ninety-seven dollar per theater take. Oh, what was this what was his budget? Oh, I don't want to see it. It's gonna be bad. I mean Hugh Jackman probably had more than that as a salary. Oh, that gave me heartburn. Sixty-eight million, dude. Ha cha 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 cha. Where's Can it on? Can you say box office bomb, children? Oh, <laughs> um. So it's on. It's on HBO Max, I guess. I mean, yeah, it's a Warner Brothers movie, but. At Suicide Squad still made like twenty million in opening week. <laughs> yeah. What were they? Exp- I wonder what like, they were expecting. I wonder what they were like. We're up. 
we're we're probably gonna get like a cool fifteen mil, and we hope next month to do about the same. What is our anticipation? I, I have to imagine it was more than what they made. <laughs> uh, when you're barely beating out old in its fifth week, uh, you got some problems. Old oh, is in tenth. So 1. according 1. to Variety, uh, it needed it needed a box office total of a. And yeah, needed a box office of approximately 130 million to break even. So is well, that, I didn't what is get that. <laughs> let's let's hope that the home video sales are strong. <laughs> or you you drive in a lot of HBO Max subscriptions. <laughs> uh, Black Widow rounds uh, is an 11th. Um. Let's see what the long man is. La Piscine uh, at 15 weeks is our current uh, Iron Man at the box office. Made a cool $3,700 in two theaters. Good for triple the per theater take of Revenants. <laughs> <laughs> Gracious. Uh, yeah, that's the longest. Quiet Place Part 2 still in theaters. That's so did Surprising. Raya drop out? Yes, Raya is gone. Rip. She's left. Rip Raya. The last of the Mohicans. Gone gone astray. I never read that book. Um I only read the Indian and covered. <laughs> yeah, that that's a throwback right there. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought about that in Neon two decades. That was a weird, just like I haven't thought book. about yeah. Overwatch in a long time, but apparently Blizzard did because they felt it was necessarily airy to rename McCree. Yes, as he was named after a former Blizzard employee who resigned in disgrace. Um, I would have just thought it was a reference to Mad Dog, Dog McCree. McCree. So oh. I don't know why why they felt the need to state that publicly and and change it. Was his actual like last name McCree or was that his like nickname? I, I don't remember because uh, I I know a I, couple I, of them were named know. after like yeah I know a couple of them were named after uh, Blizzard team members. Um, yeah, so yeah, Blizzard okay. uh, had uh, put out a memo today, a message from the Overwatch team. Um, it's, it's a long winded way to just say, Hey, you know, we named him after this guy. He's bad. We're going to rename McCree. We'll be better. We're sorry. But this is, it's just a bizarre move. Cause like Peter, Peter and I both had the same thought. Oh, it's paying homage to mad dog McCree. Sure. Like, had they not publicly announced that it was named after this dude? How many people do you think would have really known? Um, so it's actually not the only thing that's getting uh, changed. Okay. Um, according to the report from the WAPO, references to the real Jesse McCree, uh, as, as well as former Diablo 4 director Louis, Louis Louis uh, Barija and former WoW designer Jonathan LaCraft will also be scrubbed from World of Warcraft. 
Uh, Blizzard confirmed the planned removal of the references to Berija and Lovecraft to the post, but not those to McCree. Um, so oh, yeah, so rigid. I guess maybe maybe in WoW there's a lot of like just Easter eggs. You see, hmm. I well yeah, WoW is big enough where you can fucking shove anything in there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I get, I get why they feel the need to do it. But I guess I don't care either way. It, it's just it's just a PR move, and it feels like I don't know. I, yeah, yeah honestly, I don't really have strong feelings, but it's like, why bother on some right, of these? The, the real question is, will they improve the company culture, and are they going to yeah, have to tank like all their all their production prospects to <laughs> uh, write this ship? Well, my question and, was, and then there's the whole argument about separating art from the artist. Oh, true, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. these people did work hard on these games that a lot of people really enjoy. Well, also, um, uh, who is it? Um, Matthew Mercer voices McCree. Matthew Mercer is a very famous voice actor, uh, and I can't imagine he's super happy about this character that he kind of embodied and, and voiced for years is now getting a, a total kind of name change and they're rewriting history almost it's, which it does feel kind of sloppy and, and weird to me where i never heard any like complaints about erasing because i didn't really know who did the actual explicit acts yeah who the fuck knows who jesse mccree is outside of blizzard employees and people who read like all the filings and yeah. yeah, I guess maybe if you did that, you could connect the dots to this. But like, I, it's a cowboy named McCree. There was a series of full motion video games called Mad Dog McCree, yeah. which were cowboy shoot 'em ups. Yeah, <laughs> like they, that's the connection did, most video game people would make. Did they say what they were renaming him to? No, no. they haven't. They haven't I, announced that yet. Huh. Why don't they just fucking name it Mercer? It sounds like a fucking cowboy name. Yeah, Merker. Merker, it's me. Merker. Yeah, I mean that. It's that works. High it's, Merk. It's I'm the Merker. I'm a Merkia. The name. That's why Merker. they call me the Merker, because I Merk people. It's my favorite yeah, I mean, type it, of drawing instrument. It's a Merker. I wonder if it's gonna be like an homage, because I was like, my instinct was like, oh, what are they gonna name up to, like M or something like that, or like Mickey? You know, is, probably is it just be a suitable. Similar? I would assume it would probably be a similar westerny kind of name. It's gonna uh, name them after the victims, dude. I fucking if they do that, and I could see them doing that too, which sucks. Oh, dude, I would be so fucking mad as an homage to the girl who hung herself or some shit, or the one what? who offed herself. I don't know any oh. of this. That's what. That's what one yeah, of the big. I, I didn't read that deep into it. That was one of the big things that happened was there was a a employee it was on a uh employee vacation uh where she was having sexual relations with I think her manager or somebody high up in the company um and they had received uh explicit photos that they were passing around during a, a company party uh and she found out that everybody was seeing her nudes uh Fell into a deep depression and then offed herself in uh, the like hotel. Room. Sounds like a cyberbullying seminar. <laughs> yeah, literally sounds like some shit from like a like a 
like a bad you know training I mean, it's, thing it's it's we're not trying to make light of the situation i want to make that no. perfectly clear but it, like it's, it's one a, of those i guess it happens like you sit there in school you you hear like this the presentation people talk about cyberbullying and how you know this and this happens you're like that come on how often does that happen and i mean sure we can probably say the same thing like of all the people who have interactions like that you know probably a low percentage end up killing themselves but it's sad that there are any that do or have to go through that in the first place yeah that's why they were saying uh you know perfect way to describe this is frat boy culture um just widespread uh in this company and this is one very strong example of that i mean to do that to somebody is 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 incredible it's it's unbelievable that's why it's like it it sounds like it's out of a story is why it's 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 crazy um but it happens so that's what one of the big things that happened from this and i would be really upset if it just i don't know it, it's all fucking dumb because I, I, I don't really think anybody was complaining that they kept the name McCree. Uh, I know original um, like fans, they made a big deal about it to begin with. Like if you watch a lot of the early promos of Overwatch when they were introducing these characters, I think they had gone and made a big thing about naming it after Jesse McCree. They're like, oh, this guy's named after this guy. And they had him come up and say some things because he's a high, high up there. Uh but nobody was like, oh, boycott Overwatch because they're named after a, uh, a sexual assault person. Sex assault. pest. A sex pest. A sexual assaulter. That's it. When you're done, you're a sex pest. It's over. You have to run off to Spain. That's what I did. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a uh, it's weird. This kind of broke last second and uh, I kind of had to look it up just to be like really sure enough yeah it's 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 kind of weird um uh, speaking of of kind of weird things uh, you can now watch martin luther king's speech i have a dream in Fortnite. that's that's the new season of Fortnite. <laughs> that's the new season of Fortnite. civil rights civil rights <laughs> um so actually right it next goes to a tomato bit. town is now the national mall <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually kind of cool what they did i'm not gonna lie there's a little bit of cringe to it but uh i kind of like what they did so fortnite um has has started something it's not from epic games i believe i think it's a collaboration of some companies i think there was also some talk uh sony getting involved and in pushing this as well uh it's uh march through time uh, presented by oh yeah, it's a collaboration between Time, like Time Magazine and Sony, okay. and uh, it they I guess they recreated uh, some portions of DC. Like I saw the Lincoln Memorial, uh, and I think there's a museum that they recreated in it too, and you can go and visit. I don't know how thorough it is, like how much of DC they have. But you can visit there in the game in like a custom lobby or whatever in the game Fortnite. Uh, and I, I don't know, watch watch the speech, uh, visit the scenery, and they're kind of like recreating the civil rights march, march down Washington. March down Washington. And I, I guess you march can. March down Washington. 
I guess you can get a, your pickaxe is now a, a, a dream sign. Not after the Minecrafter dream, Minecraft player dream, is this, but this really uh, the most tasteful way to honor his legacy. I mean, it's probably more tasteful than that joke Peter just put in the Discord, but <laughs> so it's it's weird. I I kind of like the aspect of like recreating different places in the world and then going to visit them in <sighs> Jesus Christ. But is Fortnite really? the place for uh, that i don't know I, <laughs> like yes it's a cool idea but like i feel like that should be like it's standalone educational I'm, program and not sure. baked into fucking Fortnite. sure i i don't think it's like an i think it's like a like a one-time only i don't think there's like an event you can go do like it's not you're not playing a game it's like one of those virtual concerts it's just kind of weird that it has to be hosted in the game Fortnite, but you're attending like an event you're not actually playing the game so you're not, you're not like shooting or grabbing loot and like competing for something, uh, but it is it is a little weird because then okay you can still dance or whatever. So are they gonna like? Are you gonna be doing like the the fucking the the flossing dance on while Martin Luther King's having the I, I have a dream speech? Are you gonna is be the Cosby dodge? Has that made it into Fortnite as a meme? Because he might Dude, do that. It and better. It flies by. <laughs> and he, he lives the rest of his life. Yeah, man. Right, it's now, uh, it's bizarre, but it's it's a little cringe. It's a little uh, interesting for if they were to do some sort of different iteration of it. Fun facts. Anne Frank and Martin Luther King Jr. Sure, born the same year. Mm-hmm. Along with Barbara Walters, I believe. Both, both died before they should have, though, too. Now I'm uh, waiting Walter, for Walter, the not Walter, no Anne Frank and, and, and Milk. I'm waiting for the um, the CC the history of the CCP version. <laughs> well, you I, get to see Tencent gets to download the <laughs> the Chinese history textbook into your Fortnite game. I want little, <laughs> little kids to say. I want, I want something like mod this. I want somebody to mod this shit and like start yeah, going to town with like CCP. There's there's a large potential for this to get a retelling of the Soviet Union. The great the great vectors for propaganda. We had the radio, then we had the television, and now we have Fortnite. An early telling of uh, issues I think in the Afghanistan. Internet is the greatest. Uh... <laughs> The funny thing about Afghanistan is that we watched the Soviets do the same fucking thing, and then we did it anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we knew about the Brits doing it, too. And we were like, nah, <laughs> we got it. No, this time it'll work. Trust us. <laughs> the or Brits America. are just like, hmm, hmm. All right, toad chap. You're going to have a heck of a time. We've got Jolly Matt, good. Jolly we've got good Matt show. Damon. He's going to... He's part of the world police. <laughs> yeah, Bryn, but did you have Matt Damon? Secretly, it was funded by Hollywood to just make a shit ton of movies about it. And now we're going to have like this uh, this, this three-movie marathon of our shit show leaving there. Because I, I, that's the only thing I can think of, is the amount of movies they're going to make about us leaving People need to fucking stop clutching their pearls about that. Like... As a quick aside, like every, 
everyone knew this shit was going to happen. The CIA said it was like not a matter of if it was a matter of when the Taliban were going to take over. So yeah, like, like I'm like, why? What, what do we do then? <laughs> what the fuck were we there you, for? You pull out because you're like, I mean, it's the sunk cost fallacy, I guess. We spent 20 years and fucking however many trillion dollars in there. All right. It's not what this show's about. <laughs> um, we'll talk about this after. Yeah. Uh, let's let's change subjects completely to Nine Years of Shadows, a spooky Metrovania that's coming out where your best friend is a teddy bear ghost. Mm. Fun. At first glance, Nine Years of Shadows has about everything you'd ask for from a dark fantasy Metrovania, a warrior with a golden halberd Love crafty and statues, speaking of ancient prophecies, and a giant spider demon wearing golden armor. Also, you're constantly accompanied by a floating teddy bear named Apino, who likes to wear blue pajamas and speak in adorable gibberish. Nothing, nothing will come from that story-wise. Probably some sort of artifact of power. Some sort of detective Pikachu thing. It was his dad the whole time. <laughs> Nine Years of Shadow started as a Kickstarter earlier in the year, earning an admiral equivalent of about ninety-eight US ninety-eight thousand US dollars. Ninety-eight uh, US dollars. Ninety-eight US dollars. Yeah, it's even got a concept demo that shows off what the developers aiming for. There's no release date, but you can wish list it on Steam. Uh, and other upcoming game. News, uh, Trepan 2 is a fear-inspired FPS that uh, looks cool and has sea cucumbers in it. Or zombies based on sea cucumbers, because there's an exploding, ejecting organs to scare predators. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a, a monster in here that ejects organs. Just like Prolapse a Pimikyu. zombies. Pukumuku, yeah. Which was based off of a sea cucumber, I mm-hmm. believe. Except he can wave uh, with it. <laughs> Trepan 2 isn't the best game title, one might argue, but uh, the game actually looks pretty sick. Um, I was a big fan of Fear mm-hmm. uh, in the, when it came out. Um, it was one of the killer apps. 2005 PC gaming, believe uh, which I was not that. involved in at the time. We did play. We tried to play Fear. Um, the uh, capture setup we were using at the time did not agree well with it. But technology has advanced a lot in the six years we've been doing the show. So maybe uh, next Spooptober uh, we take another crack at it. Mm-hmm. Um. So that's that's cool. I just want to uh, talk about this game because it looked cool. Um, so there was a story that came out last week about how uh, Windows 10 security could be thwarted by plugging in any Razer mouse, uh, some weird driver level hodgepodge of spaghetti thing. code uh, allowed any user to gain administrative privileges on their system. If they plugged in a Razer mouse, not to be outdone, uh, Steel Series mouses do the same thing. Uh, 
A white hat hacker discovered an odd exploit, which allows you to give yourself full admin rights on a Windows 10 PC just by plugging in a Razer mouse and installing Razer Synapse, which I guess isn't that big a security concern because a lot of systems would require you to have administrative privileges to install a new piece of software. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, to first get admin privileges, you must have admin privileges. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But a Twitter user who goes by at Zuck, Z-U-K-O-X-3-A, discovered a similar exploit with SteelSeries headsets, mice, and keyboards. Like with the Razer products, the problem lies with the hardware's proprietary software, in this case, SteelSeries engine, uh, and gives itself system that gives itself system-wide privileges without asking the system administrator's permission. Uh, they say, theoretically, someone could go around to your workplace PC when you're not allowed and plug in a dongle for a wireless Razer SteelSeries mouse, install Synapse or SteelSeries engine, and gain full system privileges. Again, typically, that would require having elevated access to begin with. Uh, So I don't see this as being a major security threat, but it is kind of interesting that that sort of exploit can can exist in this day and age. I want to try that on my work computer. I'll probably get yelled um, at, but I want to try it. So remember how we were so happy about uh, Magic Gathering Cross Walking Dead that we did a whole episode about how Magic is dead? Uh, well, we're getting more with crossovers of Fortnite, Warhammer 40K, Lord of the Rings, and most puzzlingly, Street Fighter. Yeah, so... They showed off the Chun-Li card, which has multi-kicker, get it? And, oh, wait, uh, they actually show. They showed the card? Uh, I think so. I I read on Event Hubs. Not on Magic site. On Event Hubs, the fighting game news website. I know that it's a blue card, I believe, and it has multi-kicker. Is, wait, is, no? No, that's a fake card. Um, Did they pull it? I remember reading it on Event Hubs, so it must be true. <sighs> well, if anyone's going to have it, Mythic Spoiler will have it. Uh, Let me see if I... I'm scrolling through Event Hubs now to try to find it. They post so many mm. stories a day. Okay, yeah, Street Fighter Cross Magic. Um, ba, 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 ba. World Warriors will be a se- featured secret layer drop collection, which essentially means yeah, Chun Li is the only character so far to be confirmed on the set card with multi kicker mechanic. Okay, so I guess they didn't show off the okay, card. They, they just, just said confirmed the... that Chun Li will be a card and it will have multi kicker. Okay, that's, I I like the flavor. <laughs> so if I had to guess, well, it depends on what they do with it, right? Because. They're all going to be human warriors, except for maybe Blanca could be a beast. Um, mm-hmm. And I wonder which one. I think they're just going to do five, and they're going to like make them lazy colors. Like, chun is probably going to be a blue card, even though her character really isn't blue. It's more white. Ryu is going to be a white card, because yep. of course he is. I guess that actually kind of fits he's a, a little he's bit. He's a protagonist and, and a human. So Ken could be uh, right. 
Ken's going to be red probably just because he wears a red gi, not necessarily yeah. because he embodies red as a color. No. I don't uh, care about that. Blanca is going to be a green card. Green or Golgari. Are... Yeah. He's probably going to be green. Because M. Bison's going to be uh, black. Yeah, M. Yes. Bison will probably be black. Um, and those are probably the five they're going to do, mm. if I had to guess. If they do all eight of the World Warriors, um, See, I guess you could get a little crazy with Sim. It's and, a secret uh, layer, though, right? Vega. Yeah, so it'll be five. It'll. Yeah, it'll probably only be four or five, yeah. Yeah. Um this is this is a, this is the new debate about it. Um did they say no, they said if they were gonna be mechanically unique or not. I don't think they are. So I think the main difference between this and a lot of the other ones, because everybody was up in arms about the Walking Dead. They were Walking Dead are mechanically unique cards that were available only in a secret layer. These are available in a secret layer, but I do not believe they are mechanically unique. I think they are going to be Godzilla style, where they are basically alternate arts with an alternate name to an already existing card. Which, which makes it a lot more puzzling. To which find is better. Cards that really kind of fit. With that, I mean, like it's better if they're going to be in Black Border, yeah. But you could, I wouldn't mind something like on flavor for Street Fighter if you just slap a silver border on it. Sure, I mean, yeah, they they could. I would be a hundred percent okay with that too. I mean, they did that with the My Little Pony stuff, and I've done that with the Autobots. Uh, I cards. would totally build a fucking Ken Commander deck. Um, I you think they just finally... want to be like, hey, it's okay to use this card or something like that. A and Ken Commander we... deck, if you would. We may not have even seen this card because it it could have been uh it you know it could be one of the newer sets that they're coming out with, uh because they're also announced they also announced uh a shit ton of new product to um like the the standard sets that are coming out with as well as uh, Jumpstart two which is awesome uh, Jumpstart one was probably one of the best um, supplementary sets that they've come out with especially for new players if you could get your hands on it, it yeah, yeah the, the only problem was the availability of it which kind of sucked but it become more available now you can get your hands on it a little bit more uh readily and maybe they'll do another reprinting i doubt it with the especially with the announcement of jumpstart 2 um they announced uh double masters 2 which is whatever it's fucking great um <laughs> They announced uh, the Commander Collection Black, I believe. That that was one of them, right? Sure. Uh, yeah. It, uh, like I'm, I'm it's, trying to remember. It's too much stuff. If yeah, I'm trying to remember with everything If we're struggling to remember it all, it's it's too much product. It's, it's, a a Mar- it's the Marvel Roadmap again. I just the, I looked at that, pit, that fucking poster. Yeah, the other weird one, because Commander Legends was a big hit. D&D wasn't that like big, but now they're smashing them together. Uh, and they're doing uh, Baldur's Gate Commander Legends. So it's a D&D inspired set, but based for Commander games. So you're going to have a bunch more Commander cards, a bunch more Legends that are D&D uh, inspired uh, you know, characters from the Baldur's Gate series. Which I don't really know much of, so if everything is going to be like a okay, <laughs> whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just another creature, um, and then but the the standard sets um, is going to be the cool stuff where 
the standard sets, uh, so first we have, after the two Innistrad uh, places we're going, because we're going vampires and werewolves. Uh, next we're going uh, Kamigawa. So there's a Neon, what, Neon Kamigawa or something like that? Kamigawa, Neon Dynasty. Neon Dynasty. Neon Dynasty. Okay, so kind of cool cyberpunk samurai aesthetic. Um, It'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, After that, we have, uh, was it, oh, it was the uh, the mobster universe, or mobster plane, which is Streets of New Capella. New new Capella, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll We'll see... Elspeth, I guess, intro or something like that. It's a kind of a prequel with an Elspeth story. Um, and then we're going to have uh, the Brothers War. Uh, so we're going to have a, another prequel to uh, the, with the Mirrodin yeah. block or something like we that. We promise Urza's block won't be as broken this time. Yeah. So prequel totally to Urza's, the Urza block. Um, so that's going to be the Brothers War with Mishra versus Urza. We're going to get a new Urza card. Cool, everybody's happy about that. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the last year as a card was such a hit, beloved by all. I forgot what the I last mean, beloved by all who have one. Yeah, <laughs> was there another? Um, was there another uh, expansion set that they announced too? Probably. Oh, they Dominaria. Dominaria. Yeah, Dominaria. Dominaria United. Yeah, which, which will probably be. Uh, Wouldn't Brothers War be uh, another Dominaria set though? Already. I don't know. Did that not take place on Dominaria? No, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, maybe they'll be tied together. I don't know. Because um, Brothers War might be like a prequel, and I know Dominaria United is like. Oh, yeah, I mean, Brothers what's War definitely is way back in Magic Story. Yeah, but I believe it was from the time when everything was on Dominaria. Gotcha. Like, and that it might was be. The plane. So they might. I think they're going to do Brothers War. It's not. Yeah, Brothers War first, and then Dominaria United. And Dominaria United is going to be like, where are we currently with Dominaria? Um, yeah, That's it, I other will. than the secret layers that we know of, which are the Fortnite. We have no fucking clue. It's going to be just alternate art for pre-existing cards. And the Street Fighter. Oh, how could I fucking forget, Jake? Warhammer 40k, what we're all excited about is that they're having a whole fucking set about Warhammer 40k and Lord of the Rings. Will, but will Games Workshop still jack up the price? Yes. Who knows? Who knows? Will we we have to paint our own card? It'll come in black and white and you get get to break out the the, the mini paints. Actually, uh, this is maybe better for singles people. Uh, people who prefer singles instead of the big boxes. Uh, we have also the Unset announced as well, the next Unset. Unfinity. Unfinity, which is going to have full art Shocklands. Yeah, full art you know, space Shocklands. Not... If you do it every year or every other year, it's just not special anymore. Well, it's it is the compromise so that they can make the joke set they're like we need to pack in something that will make people who are not interested in uber casual time buy these buy these packs well my my point is it's it's too many products and they they go to these wells that they didn't go to for a while so like when on whatever unhinged what was that the first one after a long time yeah it was unhinged Uh, first and then unclued yeah 
So it, we went like years, like half a decade or more mm -hmm. between onsets. So it was a big deal. But we've since had like two or three onsets in the span of yeah. like two or three years. Because we had so un... Like, uh, what's the newest one? Unstable was unstable. one of them. Unstable. And then you unstable had the Unstable... Um, that was their prequel to Jumpstart. They were testing out Jumpstart with that um, that unstable party pack, basically, where they had yeah. some new cards in it, but it was some new cards, some reprints, and it was in the Jumpstart style where they got five colors, and you could put them together however which way into two decks that could fight each other. That was the yeah. one that gave us Alexander Clamilton. Yes. That was... Yeah. That was not a very good set that they came out with. Nobody nobody really cared. I don't think about that. But, you know, we, we sat here for like 15 minutes while Jake rattled off every fucking product coming out in the next year and a half, and it's it's God, too much. My, and no corset. But there's no corset. Oh, they're not time. doing corsets anymore. Remember what the last time they did that and they realized that was a mistake? They're like, we should put corsets again. Yeah. yeah. Let's they see if Arena makes the difference for... this time. 20 in 2021 and then they replaced it with the D&D &D set and now they're like oh no no more core sets oh yeah the other thing Whatever. is that I guess they're gonna they're... burn out their audience and the game's gonna die but it's, it's their prerogative they'll make money in the short term <laughs> the uh they're also combining the uh vampire and werewolf set and they're coming out with like a duel them together I guess I, I don't I don't know it's another fucking product they can shield to us another supplementary product or something i don't know it's a money pit um yep. just like animation's a money pit but i have a feeling that the animation of this show didn't cost too too much i think they took some shortcuts here and there and i noticed <laughs> so what? we watch i mean i guess it's just as well that we spent as much time as we did talking about it because i don't know how long we can possibly uh review this uh yolo crystal fantasy which, if I had to give it an executive summary, uh, you know Bushland Adventures? That thing we quote all the time? It's it's that, but more of it. <laughs> more of it, and I, I want to say a little bit less quotable. A lot less quotable. A, li a little, just a tiny bit less quotable. The, the ones, I mean, the, the things that I can, like, quote from it are jokes they reused from Bushland Adventures. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Ute... The youth that they, <laughs> they what was his name? Back. Uncle Bear, Uncle, Uncle Barry's Barry. Uncle, Bear. Uncle Barry returns as they, a youth. They did, I was the, like, they did the gag yeah. with the fucking the giants for Giant no parents. reason. Yeah, I like yeah. the. I really like the dad character. Oh no, it's it's okay. Don't mind. I don't mind. Don't I'll just never give you anything again. I don't mind. No, I don't mind. Yeah, just yeah. Don't let me do anything for you. I I don't do, I won't do anything for you anymore. You won't accept it. But, but, <laughs> Just I feel like there's it. a lot of jokes that I would only get if I was an Aussie. Um, mm, I don't think so. Like the prawn heads, that's got to be an inside Aussie joke. That's got to be like you had. You only laugh at that if you live in Australia and have a pet kangaroo jump in your home every now and then, and have a bag of prawn heads under your sink that are rotting. You sound like number fifteen Burger King foot lettuce. Number fifteen <laughs> Burger King foot lettuce. It has a prawn head on it. But that might not be what you get. Yeah, um, it's 
it's yeah. It's, so it's, it's Michael Cusack decided oh. to he took his little his his ten minutes of fame on uh, on the big screen on Adult Swim. He's like, all right, let's just do a whole series. And Adult Swim's like, yeah, we're all about that shit. Um, so they did uh, eight part animated series of two uh, party girls in Australia. They're twerking. Um, they're dancing. They're jiving. They're vibing. Yeah. Um, you have Rachel, who's very mm. grotesque. Um, I that's she like had her a character certain trait. Certain quoi to her. More like a um, certain genesee, but. And then you have Sarah, European. who was uh, a little more balanced and sympathetic a character. But it really doesn't matter because it's all just backdrops for weird Michael Cusack humor. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. Like, I enjoyed the humor in the show. Like I said, it's Bushland Adventures, but there's more of it. Uh, you know, a little less memorable and quotable overall. Yeah. But, you know, the fingerprints are there. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 just fu- it's fine. Yeah, like he was. I feel I, like with this, he was trying to tell like a more co- more coherent story. Whereas with the Bushland short, hey, that was perfect because you didn't have to explain the characters, and they could just spend the whole episode saying weird shit. Like we gotta get yeah. me cube. <laughs> we gotta go to Bendigo to get me cube. But Where, yeah, whereas this one, you it took five episodes to establish Sarah's character as a manipulative friend and only cares about herself and uh you know will won't stop at anything to uh to get what she wants uh and you know if she doesn't get the right party she'll throw a fit uh which i think uh, probably only needed one episode i think that that drove home the point (laughs) but yeah some of the gags got a little tired after a while like bushland adventures was like what eight minutes maybe ten uh this was eight 10 minute to 12 minute episodes uh and after after a while you know you're like i get it i think the (laughs) shiny little crystal that's in every episode that i i like is that they always find a way at the end to pay off like having to watch that long joke that like okay i get it i get it i get it there oh she tried to find a back door to the place and you know her friend wants that meat platter but but yeah okay i get it i get it and then there's that nice payoff at the end um Mm -hmm. and that happens like almost every episode where you kind of get bored if they if they kept telling that same joke over and over again you were like all right that episode wasn't that great but it takes that turn at the end and it pays it off and it's like thank you for watching a lot 10 minutes of yeah, like, nonsense I mean, here's a minute of of goofy fun i laughed at parts of every episode um yeah. like i'm not trying to shit on the show i enjoyed the show no, and for... i think if you enjoyed bushland adventures mm-hmm. you should definitely watch this show yeah um, totally. it's it's a quick watch it's only like 80 minutes in total for the entire um, season series probably i don't think this yeah is i mean they did season. a season finale what? they fucking wrapped that shit up um well i say that because i when i first looked it up it was like you want to watch season six episode one and i'm like what what, what are you trying to pitch to me huh? I strange um yeah i think i think he needs like 
other voices at the table to make it work because smiling friends was also a smash hit because that and that one had um zach a from lot of people Pony yeah. and yeah it had mike staclasa in it and they just put their uh audio aud- audible uh spin on it they put that in there and he just get he just got to animate the insanity and i think that's a nice balance i think he's a he's yeah. like a, he's like a good pie crust He's like he's a he's a talented dude. He's got a great sense of humor. It's our second surrealist Aussie uh, comedy show that we've reviewed. Wicked, an- wicked imagination. I mean, come on. Some of the stuff mm-hmm. I couldn't. Terry cup. Possibly. Terry cup. Terry cup. Terry cup. Yeah. What? Oh, just uh, masterpiece. The, the oh, eight thousand Terry end. coins in debt. You know, in the writers' room, they were just like, "What's better than one Terry cup?" The writers' What's room was one his Terry? was his Two bedroom. Terry's. Yes, the fucking big flute song at the end. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. Um, However, but yeah, it's like finale. it's hard to really get this. The finale, uh, he tried to get like emotional with it, mm-hmm. and to a certain extent, like I was, I was happy in the the alternate timeline that things worked out for Sarah because she's a much more likable character than Rachel by design. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But like, uh, you know, like I said, to me, I didn't really connect hard with any particular character in the show because a lot of it was just a means to the end of the jokes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is not a bad thing necessarily. It's just the way the show structured right um yeah of the adult swim shows we reviewed so far um i think we've done this one in ball masters 9009 right did we re- we review ball masters i have no memory what of that the fuck is a ball master oh, what's that was that just something we've, i watched we've maybe done harvey birdman but i don't think we've done a lot of adult swim shows okay yeah. i was gonna say well, ball, well ball masters i like that better than i did like that better than this i mean yeah like as far as adult swim shows go you know i would rather watch mike tyson mysteries or venture brothers Ooh. over this uh but, like, I think if you watch this week to week as, like, a 10-minute thing, it'd be better. Watching all eight in a row, I think, kind of hurt the experience a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it yeah, might work better as part of the Adult Swim, like, block, you know? The, yeah, I think, I think it, works, it would work fine it's as, nice. what the fuck am I watching? It's Ballmasters. It's Ballmasters, dude. Sheesh. It's basic. It, they're just like, I wa- I remember watching anime. This is what it's like. I mean, yeah, that's this is how I understand anime to be. <laughs> Kurt's, Kurt's entangled here. Um, it's yeah, it's we could we could we could make this a it's review an sometime in the visual, future. Uh, sensation for sure. Um, yeah, kind of a shorter review, but it's it's a short uh, show. I mean, it's, it's only eighty minutes of content, and it's 
a lot of similar content. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Again, some from episode to episode, you can also get the same joke every now and then where, oh, haha, they're going to find a party, and then, then that party kind of some shit happens, some something goes awry, and then it's like, oh wow, how uh, mm -hmm. innovative. I like that. Yeah, I and like you the always wizards. knew that, like, something's good. Yeah, the wizards. The well, Bindi Men are so OP. They're too OP. Mom, he's not playing fair. I got Supreme Pizza. I, I got a Pizza Supreme. It's getting cold. Oh, Supreme. Oh, Supreme. Oh, Supreme. Sick. I, I may quote that. I, like, like I said, there's, there's quality stuff in here. I'm not trying to poo-poo anything about this. It's just... Uh, <laughs> It oh, is very awesome. much what it is. Awesome. It is a Pull Michael Cusick show <laughs> where, you know, you know it's not going to work out for the characters. Like, some shit's always going to happen to them. Mm -hmm. Like Nan's rubies. No, there's Man. no investment in the plot, for sure. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. But can we be invested in the jokes? Opponents. Not not as much as as with his other work. Yeah. Uh, but like, if you're a fan of his, definitely give this a watch. Just maybe not all all at once. Mm -hmm. just, just drip feed that. Yeah. Top drop, tip tip top top, and just like that, uh, um, our drip feed I feel is about to run out. Yep, um, that that's gonna be a, a wrap on that. Um, you can support the show by just. Subscribing, it's free. It's probably the, the, the literally the least you could do if you enjoy you're, our content. You're gonna want to shove ten thousand dollars in cash into an envelope. Go to your local FedEx, send it to my address. You'll be receiving it in about thirty minutes via carrier pigeon. After that, burn my address, kill the carrier pigeon, and then post onto Facebook, walla walla bing bang, and tag me in it. I'll know you've received the drop and sent the money. After that, you'll receive a package in three to five business days. Open that package. There will be your illegal uh, IDs that you can now purchase alcohol with. Seems just that like simple. a lot of hoops to jump through. It's just that mm -hmm. simple, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, just so simple. Easy peasy. Um... You can probably just like buy alcohol underage online these days. <laughs> it's probably a subscription service. Uh, I, I don't know. Is Drizzly available in your guys' states? Um, I don't think. I mean, probably like I don't. I think it's available near me, but like closer to the city. Yeah, um, we have we have the on your online liquor delivery. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, SirenStuds.com has links to our YouTube pages and Twitch stream. Twitch TV backslash SirenStuds is the place. We stream Saturdays, almost always, and sometimes Fridays and other days. Um, last weekend, we started Kingdom Hearts. That's going to be our fill-in series. It's a controversial decision amongst myself and myself <laughs> um and uh yeah, there was a there was a riveting debate between himself and himself in the mirror he kurt won 
course, I don't I don't cast a reflection. Um, <laughs> so that was Vamp- kind of me Vampires arguing with the wall. Show a shockingly similar trick. It's a soul thing, right? I don't That's know. That's why they don't cast a reflection. I, I thought know. it was just I, a chemical in the mirror. I I'll don't know. Take, I'll take the explanation <laughs> from um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, where all vampires are descended from Judas, who paid in silver, so they won't be reflected in silver. Oh my god, Jesus. That's awesome. How about we watch that next week? Abraham Fuck, Lincoln no. Vampire I mean, that's, Hunter. That's a that's that's way more creativity than Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter deserved to have put into it. <laughs> Somebody yet. thought a lot about it. And they didn't I mean, it, it was it was a book, right? Before yes. it was a movie, right? Oh, and yeah. then I think and then what they came it? out with Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Yes, I remember Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. There was also a much lower budget like FDR movie where he like fights Nazi werewolves in his machine gun equipped wheelchair. I remember that. I yeah. I somehow remember that. I feel like we found that on the cast or something. Because yeah, I've I brought it up before. Because I remember yeah. when Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was out, we found it in high school. Uh, we never watched it, but we're like, this is a movie that exists also. Um, but yeah, you can check out the stream, uh, 8 p.m. Saturday, other days, also sometimes Twitter. You can monitor that uh, for when we're going live. Uh, at Stud Saturn is the Twitter handle, but all of that is on SaturnStuds.com. Once again, if you feel so compelled, you may donate at the link in the description of every podcast episode. But again, just uh, subscribing and sharing with a friend is the easiest and least costly way to support the show. And until next time, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>